You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6-5, U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. What is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth? It is a beacon in a storm of anger, hate, and misinformation. Here the truth is you are free to be yourself and stand by your own moral compass. Live by it, and you can be in the Life's Hall of Fame. You can run the mile You can walk straight through hell with a smile You can be the hero You can get the gold Breaking all the records They thought never could be broke Yeah, do it for your people Do it for your pride You ain't ever gonna know If you never even try Do it for your country Do it for your name Cause there gonna be a day When you're sitting in the hall of Hey, this is Sugar Shane here with another episode of the Sanctuary Sweet, Sweet Truth. Got Billy D's with me. How's everybody doing tonight? Um, doing all right. Went back to work today for the first time since Thursday, so uh, still getting in the mojo. Getting back to work, but it wasn't too bad. It was a day. It went pretty steady once the morning was over with. But uh, how has your week been, or weekend, I should say? Yeah, it was all right. Nothing... I had a pretty no, man. Nah, oh. It's just the grind of everyday life. Oh yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood tonight, but I'm doing okay. Oh come on, man! What's the matter with man? You all right, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. You need me to drive down to Canton and show you some love? <laughs> yeah, I might need something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm doing all right. Hell, everybody gets those days. I've had them days myself get a little right. down you feel like every damn thing is going the wrong way but that's just when you have to try to shut that shit out it's the only thing I, I know it's hard to hell I, I know it's hard for me sometimes it's like the it's like a beating drum in your head keeps on going off but uh i had a pretty uneventful weekend uh we did do our uh friday we went to the pumpkin patch somewhere i can't tell you where the hell it's at i know it's somewhere yeah. But we went down there and we went and uh, rode the hayride and got picked our own pumpkin out and came back and carved it Friday night. And then, uh, well, Christina carved it. I ain't much of an artsy, crafty type of person when it comes right, to stuff. Right, like, yeah. I love art. And I used to draw a lot when I was younger, but now I don't do it at all anymore. And I love photography, taking pictures, but I don't really do that much anymore either. I, I took it in school quite a bit. Right. But, uh, uh, but they carved the pumpkin and... Uh, this Saturday we had Huck's birthday party. Okay. And I don't know if you uh, 
do it in Canton that way, but we did the trick or treat on Saturday night. Okay. In the yeah, fall, they, they did in our neighborhood. I think it was Sunday afternoon, something. Like oh, that. okay. It must be different where you at because uh, it was Saturday here from six to eight in the evening. Oh, okay. And, and then, uh, but now where I come from in Georgia, <clears throat> which I'm kind of glad the way they do it here. But in Georgia, it's the day of. They don't. Oh, trick okay. a, yeah, they won't trick or treat till tomorrow night. And it's about the same time, six to eight, but it'll be tomorrow evening, not not over the weekend. They do it the day of, but right. uh, which I kind of see how they do it that way here. It keeps people from having to go out in the middle of the week, you know, and everything. So it doesn't. Really yeah, well, it, especially the you know the traffic and and everything else uh, gets dark early now, so it's a lot safer to do it on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I would presume. Yeah. I guess it, yeah, Sunday afternoon would be a lot better. Traffic out here in the falls here lately, you don't want to do it during the week. It's gotten ridiculous with this damn Portage yeah. Trail they've been building up and everything. Front Street being put in. About driving me nuts. And ain't no way they're going to be done with that for for at least a year. Hey, I don't know what their deadline is, but it better be at least a year because you got winter coming up and you know they're not going to work during that time. Right. So hmm. spring thaws when they're finally going to get started back on it good. So, I mean, yeah, I don't see them getting done anytime soon. I think they'll be doing good to get done by July. And then you got all these other roads getting worked on around here. It's like every time you turn around, they're supposed to be shutting down some ramp down there around Route 8, going to 76. And it's going to be shut down for a whole year, going north and south. Oh, man. And I'm like, yeah, everybody's having to take 271, I believe it is. Or something like that, going toward Kenmore or whatever that case may be out of that in that area, and I'm like, good gracious, alive, man! And, and, and it's in Akron, they had it. I don't think it's fixed yet. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it's like everywhere you turn. Uh, you a Halloween fan? No, not really. Yeah, me neither. Uh, just an opportunity for the devil to come and take your soul. Well, I don't know about all that, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Pat Robertson says. Oh, is it? Is that what yeah, that night job says? He he. I, I don't know about if he says that, but yeah, he's he's definitely uh, down on Halloween. He says that is not an appropriate holiday for Christians. I've never had a religious uh, conviction against it. I mean, I mean, I think it's like anything within moderation. I don't think you should go out tomorrow night and slaughter cats and you know uh, you know hang people up and kidnap them or nothing, or you know. Or, or anything or have sacrifices but i mean if you want to dress up go trick-or-treating that's you know within your own deal now for me personally i quit trick-or-treating at a very young age now these 15 year old kids out here trick-or-treating that's just each his own but i wasn't trick-or-treating at 15 yeah i mean anymore there's some old farts walking around out there asking for a bunch of damn candy why don't you go go to hell like that yeah, go to the damn store buy some asshole so i mean uh yeah i mean i mean to me, there needs to be some kind of point in your own head. I mean, I think I'd like to say I was somewhere around 12 at the oldest, at the very, very oldest when I quit trick-or-treat. Because I, I remember going with my brother, and he would trick-or-treat, but I would just go. I didn't right. go out there and be like, hey, trick-or-treat, you know, holding out baskets and shit. And then when he got a little bit older, because there was five years difference, we just quit going all together. And we didn't give candy out at our house, because we lived on a big, humongous-ass hill. I mean, huge hill to get to the yard. Nobody wanted to walk that bitch to get up there and get candy, so we didn't have to worry about giving none out. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, if people would pass our house going in a cupboard, they never would come up that hill. <laughs> We'd have the porch light. When we tried a couple of years, we had the porch light on, everything, and candy sitting at the door, but nobody came up on that damn thing. I think the most we ever had one year was two. <laughs> That's funny. I, I said, fuck it. <laughs> But uh, it was a bad hill, man. It was. It's, it still is. That's what you know. It's still a bad hill. But um, yeah, I'm not a big. I'm not an advocate against it, but I'm not like a big celebrator of it either. I've been to one. I'm 42 years old, and I've been to one Halloween party in my entire life. Yeah. I just could care shit less. I mean, it just doesn't really matter to me. I mean, do I think the dead come out and walk out of the fucking ground tomorrow night? Hell no. I got enough damn sense not to think that shit. I've never thought that and never will. But, I mean, you know, to each his own. But I don't know. You know, I guess it's Druids that's supposed to have started the holiday. I don't know. And then tomorrow is supposed to be, or not tomorrow, Wednesday is supposed to be All Saints Day, which was started by Christians because of Halloween. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Well, you know, the uh, I, I can tell you when I worked in, and I worked in the, in the nightclub business for many years. And Halloween got bigger, I would say bigger, than New Year's Eve when I was in it. I mean, it was just crazy. The The amount of people that we would have to stop people from coming in. Wow. And, and uh, I think New Year's Eve, the last couple of years that I worked, I, I, I quit doing nightclub stuff around 2006, 2007. Oh, okay. And uh, that was after uh, 20 years. And I can tell you that... Uh, um, my personal view, my experience in this area, it seemed like New Year's Eve, everybody is afraid to go out. And shortly after midnight, every New Year's Eve that we worked, people, the place would clear out. Everybody wanted to get on the road before the drunks got out. Well, that's what it is. It's the drunk drivers. I'm the same way, man. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I, I don't mind going out somewhere on New Year's Eve, but I have a rule that if I was at any party on a New Year's Eve I, and there's going to be drinking involved, I'll let them know. That either I spend a night or I don't go, right? Because I'm not going to be out on the road at one or two o'clock in the morning, and you got the damn crazy asses out there that ain't got enough sense not to drive when they're drunk, right? So yeah, I, it is a it, and it is a uh, reasonable fear. Yeah, well, I there's all my years of, of working in nightclubs and driving home late. I only had one really bad experience. And I was I was doing a uh, club gig up in Cleveland, and that particular club was open very late. They 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 stopped serving alcohol. I don't remember. It was around two o'clock in the morning, but they'd stay open an extra half hour, let everybody drink coffee and and dance out of you know the alcohol out of their systems, or whatever, which was probably a good thing. Right. And uh, but till I left there, till I got my stuff turned off and put away and everything and and, dro- and and drove home you know i was driving home three four o'clock in the morning and um i remember one time i was coming around this bend on 77 and these headlights seemed really bright to me and i was like wow that guy's got some bright headlights and as as the road started to straighten it became obvious that he was coming straight at me he was in. He was going the wrong way, mm. and uh, I went off the road to make sure that he got past me. And uh, that was the only um, close call or weird experience that I well, ever that's had. A, that's enough. 
<laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, I mean, it wasn't he, he, it wasn't like a close thing. Like I, you know, he was coming. I, I just didn't. I, I believe he doesn't know where he was. He didn't know where he was. Right. And I went off the off on the safety brim of the road, and my car was stopped, and I was prepared to jump out if I had to. But um, he just went on by, and he wasn't going that fast. He was going about thirty miles an hour, maybe. And uh, now this was before everybody had cell phones. This was probably like. I don't know, 91 or 92, something like that. And maybe even, that might have even been late 1980s. So I, I really didn't have any way of communicating that information. Until I got home, it was almost an hour later. So, uh, but yeah, that was a, a, a strange experience, to be sure. I have to say, I've, I won't go as far as to say and lie that I said that I've never drove high. Because yeah. I have. But but I can say that I've never drove. I've only driven drunk one time in my whole life, and I was in my thirties when I did do it, early thirties. And I only drove about three or four blocks, and I was going to pick somebody up. And when I got back to the house, I vowed right then and there I'd never drink and drive again. That was the worst damn three or four blocks I ever drove in my life. Really? I mean, the whole damn vision was blurred, every damn thing else, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how in the hell does anybody think they're able to drink and drive and be all right? It's fucking beyond yeah. me. Yeah, I, I've never I've never driven impaired. I have driven tired, which I've had a lot of people say is just as bad. Yeah, it, it, they say they say if you go, I don't know how many hours it is equivalent to. I used to, I'd heard a statistic somewhere along the line, but however long you've been without sleep is equivalent to so many drinks or whatever the case may be. But Yeah, I, I did go off the road. I did go off, the, and I was working at a nightclub. I was coming back real late, had a long night at the club, and uh, uh, I was here again, and I, 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 don't, I never dr- uh, drank while I was uh, working. And for the most part, I pretty much never drank during that time, and I haven't, I haven't drank at all in the last 20 years. But right. during that time, every once in a while, on a special occasion or something like that, I would have a drink, but... It had nothing to do with alcohol. It was just an extremely busy night, an extremely long night. I had been up in, in the Cleveland area for, you know, six, seven, eight hours. Of course, I had to drive up there. So now I'm on my way back home. I was tired, and I did fall asleep. And it was a really just strange experience because you're just kind of like falling asleep like you fall asleep in your bed. <laughs> then all of a sudden, man, it's like the gates of hell open. Oh yeah, you'll jump straight <laughs> I, I up mean, out of this. The whole car was just shaking all over the place. I could hear stones and gravel flying underneath my car. Yeah, that worked up. Let me tell you, I was wide awake going home after that. Yeah, I've drove like that before. I have to say, I've done that because uh, I used to have this job traveling southeastern part of the united states and there'd be many a times <clears throat> that me and me and this guy what i did is i we fixed ladders for office depot we were contracted by them and uh staples a few of those and whatnot and there would be many a times we'd leave like one night we left lafayette louisiana about seven or eight o'clock at night and we drove straight all the way through back to georgia and that's you know, 12 hours Right. And we just drove straight through all night long. And there was many of them nights I was tired and asshole. He would always have me drive. And I did all the driving while he'd be read a romance novel for a few hours and then go to sleep. Yeah, I said Harlequin romance novels. And then he'd go to sleep, fall asleep on me. And I'd just be driving. He didn't know it, though. The way I'd stay awake, I'd put the damn thing down and gun to almost 100 miles an hour so I could keep my ass awake. 
That's what helped me stay awake. He wouldn't he'd say, all right, don't drive too crazy now. Sure, buddy, I got you. And I'd be doing 90, 95 mile an hour all the way there. And then uh, the, one of the craziest things I ever said, then we'll get started here on this other stuff, but <laughs> I was, it don't matter, hell, I don't get right. it. But, uh, Funny we were, story. Yeah. We were, I was with a friend of mine, and we were fixing to, we were get, fixing to get on I-20 in Georgia. And we were going to go east toward Atlanta. And uh, uh, no, I wasn't with my, the guy I was with was doing the driving. Well, I was fixing to say somebody else, but it was him. He goes west towards Alabama. I said, man, you're going the wrong way. We've got to go east. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this dude's going to go down to the next fucking exit, stop at the red light, take a left, get back on the expressway going east. No. He does a fucking U-turn on the ramp and starts going back up the ramp. Wow. I'm like, what are you doing, man? What the fuck? Yeah. And I'm like, cars are coming at us, and he's over here hanging off of one side, and I'm talking about there's a damn embankment where the damn ramp's at. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there looking down at it. I'm like, man, when we get down here, motherfucker, I'll drive. Right. And then the, oh, the tiredest I've ever been is we, I was with him again. I drove down to Georgia to pick him up. Right. I was bringing him back up here to Ohio. I was up for 45 hours straight. Going there and back, hang out a little bit, and then we drove back up here. I never went to sleep any. And mm-hmm. man, I, I wanted to sleep for just 20 minutes or just a little bit. I said, Can you drive for a minute? Biggest fucking mistake I ever made. He hadn't drove any. And almost, we were about three or four hours from here, and I asked him if he'd drive. I got over in the driver's, in the passenger's sleep, slept about 20 minutes, and I woke up, and his ass was hanging on a damn curb over here. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Had to wake him up, and I got in the car seat, drove the rest of the way. I said, fuck this shit. Uh, 20, yeah. minutes, 20 minutes, it revived me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll do that. You heard about the two Navy SEALs. Being, yeah. Being investigated for strangling an Army Green, uh, green Beret. Yeah. Um, Logan... Melgord. I'm not sure if I got exactly his name right, but he's a 34-year-old right. of Lubbock, Texas. All right. He did, done two tours in Afghanistan. Um, what was the reasoning for this? That's what I couldn't get. I tried to read they, it. They don't, they don't know. They're, oh, they're, not, they're, okay. they're not sure what the argument was about. Oh, it was an argument? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, hell, that's, I don't. that's the information that, that's out so far. Apparently, these guys had a dispute, and uh, uh, the one guy ended up dead. Yeah, that ain't no make a damn what the dispute was. It wasn't worth him getting strangled to death over. I mean, hell. Yeah. Uh, no, not at all. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I, I didn't get a chance to read. I, I mean, I, I was listening to one of the videos about it, and I was going to go look for it, but I couldn't find it. And then I just knew that they said that this guy had been strangled. 34 years old, had a family, too. Had a wife and kids. For the most part. I've had a lot of friends and family in the military, and that's rare in the military. Uh, at least it is now. It did happen uh, to to a surprising degree in Vietnam, but uh, for the most part, you don't think Vietnam not. had a lot to do with drugs, though. Oh yeah, there was a there drug was problem. A, yeah, there was a lot of heroin during Vietnam. I mean, a lot of people were on heroin and stuff during that time. Yes. So I'm sure that that helped enrage any issues during that time to cause these events but yeah i I mean this is the first one i've heard of in a while of anything to this degree yeah but 
Well, here's an interesting, two little things I got next is an interesting turn of events. Paul Manafort. Yeah. Faces 12 felony charges, including conspiracy against the United States. $75 plus million dollars flowed through the hidden foreign bank accounts, uh, which coincidentally he, he is the former campaign chairman for Donald Trump. Right. Trump tweeted, there's no collusion with Russia. Um, I don't know whether there was or not, but it's starting to look a little bit fucking fishy. Well, I've, I've, I've said on this podcast, you've heard me say it more than once. It's going to come down to money and banks. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what this is about. So far, this isn't so much about the campaign. This is about funneling. And, and, and from what I understand, some of these charges go back to events that happened 10 years ago. So, um, you know, th- this is some stuff that I predicted all along with money laundering and, and shady deals in that banking system that uh, that is what this is going to be about. Right. And that's what it's turning out to be. Well, that lady that comes out, I, I don't know her name, it comes out and speaks for, uh, was John Spicer's job. But it's the lady. Okay, yeah, that was Huckabee. Okay. She came out and talked today, and she, she was trying to blame the Clinton campaign. Was the reason for all this? Well, you know, the, or the Clinton the, presidency, not the campaign, but Clinton's. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. What, what I have heard is that they found some evidence, and this is a completely separate investigation. But they found some evidence that there was some sort of a dossier that uh, there were they uh, some of the people in the Clinton campaign and some of the Democrats came up with, um, and there were foreign operatives involved in getting that information together mm. so uh and here again that's you know, kind of like the reverse russia situation so um i i i, I don't know where the, where the where the truth ends and the bullshit begins on any of these stories to be honest with you oh yeah know. yeah that's true that's true uh and i don't know that we'll ever know yeah. just to be honest it's just the truth of it all yeah well it, if if in regard to Manafort, these financial records, you can hide those from detection to a point. But once they're found, keeping them hidden at that point is very difficult. So if, if they're on to a trail here where money has kind of gone through the sieve, they, they can find that. So that's going to be interesting. And, and I have a feeling these charges that came down today aren't so much related to just what happened today, but what they're trying to do is rattle people's cages. People that might have known something and haven't been saying anything, uh, now they're getting a little nervous. So this was basically a tactic to rattle people's cages that were involved in the campaign. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll, uh, you'll see people run for cover now, or they'll be going after them one, and then... Uh I don't know. It'd be interesting to see who tries to cut deals with what. Yeah. Just be, there's going to be a lot of deal cutting here. I can guarantee you on that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's why this was done. Yeah. yeah. And this is another one I thought was kind of interesting. It kind of ties in with this. Is I don't know if you heard about this George Papadopoulos. Yes. Former policy advisor, for, former foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's he's pled guilty. Yeah. He allegedly lied. I don't know why I said allegedly. He doesn't say to plead guilty, but he allegedly lied to the FBI 
about contact with a Russian professor who has ties to the Kremlin, and it was involving Hillary Clinton's emails. Yeah. During uh, during the campaign, he claimed to learn about this before the campaign, but that turned out to be a lie. Uh, he then later on during the, during the uh, investigation, he he claimed that the professor was a nobody, nobody important. Mm. But in the documents that he that he has, he has stated, and this is a catch for me, that his good friend, talking of the professor, and Putin's niece. Hmm. Now you tell me if that be the case. Now I'm really starting to fucking wonder. Yeah. If that is indeed true. I've often said, and I've said it before many times again, this son of a bitch is not giving his damn tax records and his returns for a fucking reason. There is a reason behind it. It's not, I mean, I know he's an arrogant asshole, Mm -hmm. but that's not the only reason why he's not giving his tax returns. He could have easily have done that by now. And there's something, I don't know what, but there's something he's hiding. Somewhere along the line. Okay. He's hiding something. I don't know what it is, and it may never come to light. I don't know. I hope to God it does. That way I can say I told you so. But there's (laughs) something his fucking ass has had. Right, right. Somewhere. And you watch. Mark my words. In three years, if he's running for office again, if they bring up him bringing his tax returns out, he still won't give them. No. Nope. He will not give them. And I don't know why he won't, because he really don't have anything to hide, because he's done admitted to using the loopholes. So it's not like it's a damn big deal. Well, what people are speculating about, and this is pure speculation, getting back to what I said about a trail of money. You, he, The speculation is, is that he might have a trail that leads to shady banks in Russia. Mm-hmm. Or in, in in surrounding areas. Yeah, it's something along those lines. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm sure it's involving banks. I'm not saying he's like a, you know, a master criminal or nothing and got money for you know or anything like that. But he's. I'm just saying he's done. I believe there could very well be some illegal dealings there. In my yeah. in my belief that he's not letting out. You know, I'm not saying you know. I don't think a dude's smart enough to be a fucking criminal mastermind. To be honest with you. And he sure as hell ain't quiet enough. <laughs> yeah. If he was a criminal mastermind, he'd be on Twitter all fucking day talking about it. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to be quiet about it. So I know that sure as hell ain't the truth. But uh, got a few things here I wanted to bring to light involving the JFK documents. Oh, okay. This that sounds four, interesting. Yeah, this is four things the documents has, that they have revealed so far. Four things for sure. And, okay. Uh, one was a Secret Service interviewed a man who overheard a bet in a bar that JFK would be dead within three weeks. And then he ended up being shot seven to ten days later after the bet. And uh, that was an interview, I guess, after the shooting that they'd had with this man. He said he was in the bar and he had overheard that conversation. Yeah, I don't know. Is that all there is with that? I mean, that could yeah, be... That's all, yeah, that's all there is. It was just an interview. I, I, bet you, I bet you there's a thousand conversations like that today about Trump. Oh, yeah. Happening, yeah. happening in bars. You know, that's... 
Oh, I'm not saying the man did the shooting. I'm just saying he overheard a conversation in a bet place down. Yeah, there's probably bets being placed all the time now about Trump going to be dead in six months or whatever the case may be. But that doesn't mean it's the case. I was just saying this is one of the things that was brought to light that there was this interview with a guy that said that it that happened at a bar. Right. Uh, another thing that's been brought to light is Kennedy vowed to remove Castro. There are ledgers of payments to Cuban exile groups working to overthrow Castro. That his he he, he had planned to take out or or overthrow him, Fidel Castro. Right. Yeah, well, that's yeah. I mean, obviously the Bay of Pigs and all that happened under Kennedy, and right, he was no fan of that regime. I wish so. he would. I wish he would have lived and took that dude out. With a damn, I mean. That dude wouldn't. I tell you what, though, that dude had balls the damn size of fucking. I don't beach balls. Whenever they came up there and said they was going to bomb us, and they said okay, <laughs> and he went ahead and went with it. I don't know how many would actually do that today. Yeah, I mean that was that was some brave shit to call their bluff. But number three was four. 413 pages of files Secret Service was uh, watching. Oh, they found 413 pages of files where the Secret Service was watching in 1963. People, you know, this is no secret either. Puerto Rican nationals, the Klansmen and whatnot as being, you know, whatever. I'm sure they got the same shit on Trump, too. They're watching all kinds of people. I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. that's really oh, yeah. some no bullshit. This one is kind of interesting. I'm not saying that this leads to any kind of conspiracy shit, but, I mean, this is kind of interesting. But, yeah. uh, number four was a memo from J. Edgar Hoover about an alleged meeting in Dallas a week before uh, the assassination. Officer J.D. Tippett was rumored to be in the meeting, and J.D. Tippett was the one that Tippett, that Oswald gunned down. That is correct. Yeah. Was the officer. So that was kind of interesting in the sense that it was, you know, you know, I'm not saying that that was a rumor that Oswald targeted right. him because he was in the meeting or nothing, you know, but that just, but that was the thing. And then the only other one I got, credible or not, I'm not going to take it. It's, I'm taking it with a grain of salt considering the source. Our beloved Alex Jones, conspiracy fucking guru nut job. Oh, geez. Says JFK papers prove Hitler was alive after World War II in Argentina. (laughs) 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 No shit. something else. You go to his channel, he got a 20-minute fucking video on that shit right now. I had to skim through it. I couldn't even watch the whole damn thing. I was like, man... They wanted, he was trying to figure, he had an interview with somebody there, I guess, that believed that shit, too. And yeah. he wanted to know uh, where he was buried at in Argentina and all this shit. I'm like, man, you're so fucked up in the damn head, dude. You don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. <laughs> but, yeah, that's one nut that I tell you, I got no damn respect for. He wants to come out and talk about fake news. His fucking site's full of fake shit. Yeah. 99% of the shit that comes off of there is damn fake shit. If you listen to any, I mean, you can go to his YouTube channel right now, and you can look at the last 20 damn videos that he's posted, and I Uh guarantee you 18 of them son of a bitches out of 20 is all him ranting and raving about some opinion he's got that he has no damn established fucking nothing on that means shit. It, it, It will make absolutely no damn sense. Right. 
And I mean, I can't even stay. I mean, the only reason why I even still follow him on YouTube is for instances like tonight when I've seen something fucking kooky on there and I ended up using it. Other than that, I can't stand that <laughs> son of a bitch. I done unfollowed him. I don't know how the dude's got a damn job. I guess telling all that damn shit he sells, whatever it is. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. All, all those hell? mixes and all that stuff. Who buys that shit? Evidently, a lot of people. Man, oh, buddy. I mean, some tough-ass fucking people out there, man. And I'm sorry. If you buy that shit, kudos to you, and I hope it works. But if it don't, I'll be more than glad to go out here in the yard, and I'll mix some shit, and I'll sell it to you for half price. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, people will buy anything. Hook, line, or sinker, boy. Well, a major storm hit the northeast this weekend um, up around Rhode Island and that area uh, caused widespread flooding in some areas. Have you heard about it? Yeah. yeah I don't know the details. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it was like a hurricane or nothing. I think it was just a regular storm. Right. Came through, but millions were without power for quite a while. I'm not sure if all of them's back up yet, to be honest with you. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there were quite a bit of people without power. I tell you, I've been in a flood one time in my life, and I hope that's the only damn time I'm ever in a flood. But uh, it ain't no joke. No. I mean, it is no joke. No joke. And it rained. I swear, man, it rained that night before. And it happened at night, overnight. So I didn't even realize we had a flood the next morning, but I knew it was raining all night long. And you know how you'll have a heavy downpour of rain. It'll last a couple of minutes or so, and then it'll stop, and then maybe it'll come back. This shit was literally all night long. Did not damn stop. Heavy wow. downpour all night. Bridges was out. All kinds of shit was fucked up where I lived. It was a mess. But I feel for anybody has to go through one. I mean, there was like apartments people couldn't even get out of because the roads had crumbled and fell apart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was terrible. But uh, this new survey says Americans are making more money. Really? I don't know who they are. Uh, but I don't I'm proud of them. <laughs> Yeah, and it also says that spending more too. In September, it was up one percent. Now I know that don't sound like a lot, but according to the it could uh, be, yeah, it, it has to be quite a bit because that's the highest increase in spending in one month in eight years. So it was hmm. up one percent, and the most of it, a lot of it, the good bulk of it, is due to car sales. Oh, okay. And they're saying it's a lot probably due to car damage from uh, hurricanes and whatnot. Oh, yeah. 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 But, you know, that's the truth, though. Americans are making more money. And like I said, I'm I'm glad for them. It ain't me, but they, you know, whatever. But they're spending more, too. Now, that goes to show you people aren't fucking smart. They're making more money, but they're spending it as fast as they make it. And then they wonder why they don't have shit. You have to save Take 10% of your check you get every week and put it into savings. Piece of advice. Whether you do it or not, I don't know. But I'm just telling you, that's a piece of advice. 10%. And then, well, guess what? In six months down the road, when something tears up or something goes down, you got a little bit there, you ain't got to spend your whole fucking paycheck and wonder where you're going to get rid at. Yeah. That's some Clark Howard for you right there. That's what he'll tell you. He's a, he's a, he's a, 
consumer analyst over down in Georgia. He's pretty good, but I, uh, he's a little crazy on some things, too. He only uses recycled toilet paper and recycled paper towels and all that shit, too. So he's a real oh, cheapskate. Yeah, he's a real cheapskate. I made a real cheapskate. He made his fortune in real estate. But, uh, but it is true. He tell you, and he'll tell you good how to get out of credit card debt, too. But Yeah. Well, North Korea is making wartime preparations. Um, they say hmm. they're doing drills as we speak right now on the East Coast. Um, mainly on the East Coast of North Korea. And this is uh, by a Seoul, this has been told by a Seoul uh, internet news station that they're saying is very credible. Uh, they're still talking about the space age program they're working on that they call the space program shooting missiles in the air you know call that the space program yeah i'm like i hate to tell you buddy but the damn if that was the case with the luck you've had with them damn missiles my ass ain't gonna be no astronaut flying with you (laughs) here we go there we go go. (laughs) you'd be back in the dirt by the time you got off of it (laughs) shit but uh so they're still shooting them off but they say that i don't know exactly what they're doing but they're doing drills i know that whether they get prepared for whatever but there's wartime preparations being made and i don't you know it doesn't surprise me i've seen it coming for quite some time uh doesn't shock me at all they say it's due to the course of relations with america and how things are going there is the reason why they're doing this but it's no shock um right uh whether anything will ever come of it i don't know I would like to really, I'm sure they have it, Intel, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would really like to know, though, what it is that they're learning about this situation over there. Yeah. We're never, we're never going to know, at least anytime soon anyway. But right. I would really like to know what they're learning about it because I'd like to know who, not just about North Korea, but who they're involved with and what they're mm-hmm. doing. I would really like to know about that. That would be one of the things I'd really like to know if I could learn anything. Probably if I could learn anything secretive right now, even though JFK's files are cool and everything, I, you know, that's shit. That's 50 years ago. I want, you know, right. this right here is today. I'd like yeah. to know what's going on over there. Let me get into a little bit of sports. Browns, uh. once again. <laughs> but they're keeping steady company with the 49ers. They also haven't won one yet. Really? Yep. Now, I'm going to tell you this. If this indeed stays on the same path, there's only been one time in history in the NFL that his team has not got one win in a season, and that was a few years ago when the Detroit Lions did it. There has never been two teams go through a whole season without a win. Hmm. And I'm not sure. I don't think the Browns and the 49ers play each other. So there's a good chance that there could be two teams – not get a win for the entire year. I don't know how bad the 49ers are, but it's very bad. possible that the Browns will not win a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's very possible. Very yeah. possible. I mean, they're damn just pathetic. I mean, I don't know any other way to damn put it. I mean, they're just... They're, the quarterback played f- f- at least pretty decent. Oh, I think they got a damn decent quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And, I- and they have before. And I don't know why the focus has always been on oh, we got to get a good quarterback. The criteria for how good your quarterback is is not how well can he stay alive. 
Right. How fast can he run to stay alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope you don't bruise good easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes for an exciting highlight reel on the six o'clock news or the eleven o'clock news when you when you have your quarterback scrambling and running off to the side and throwing a pass sideways and somebody catches it. Yeah, that's that's cool, but that cannot be the strategy every no. play. No, that won't work every play. No, and and uh, they've destroyed some good quarterbacks. Oh yeah, no doubt. They have destroyed some good quarterbacks. Yeah, I think this guy, I mean, I wouldn't say he's a Tom Brady, but I would put him, I, but I think if he had some good receivers that knew how to hang yeah. on to the fucking ball. He, he, you at least have to have that. And now, yeah. they're, now they're, now I'm not sure what's going on with their offensive line since um, Joe Thomas got hurt. Right. That ain't going to uh, happen, many. Yeah, you know, the line has been shaky in the past overall, and uh, this year, from, you know, they're, they're not bad. And uh, they got uh, receivers that can't catch the ball. So, uh, the, my only criticism of that quarterback is he does have a tendency to overthrow his receivers fairly often. And often enough, th- that ball ends up in the wrong hands. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch when you throw the ball. It's better to throw the ball away. Um, especially if you're in uh, first or second down. Uh, if you're going to have the ball and you, ain't, you don't have anybody for sure decently open. Throw the ball away. Don't yeah. just throw it up in the damn air and hope some motherfucker catches it because it might be the wrong one. Yeah. I mean, that's my advice. Uh, it's better to throw the ball away than it is to take a sack. Yeah. Because, I mean, even if you get hit and go down, if the ball's already been released and it's thrown to the sideline, then you're not going to lose eight yards because somebody yeah. nailed you. Yeah. But. Offensive line, yeah, um, it does need to be definitely improved. If I was going to get anybody in the damn offseason, it'd be offensive lines and some damn wide receivers. Because, I mean, them receivers are not worth a shit. I mean, not worth a shit. The defense is not that bad. I would, no. I mean, they, they could, I mean, there might be some improvement there. Oh, but, the def- yeah. but the defense is not that bad. I think if the offense was good, I think they'd be a competitive team and probably would have had a few wins. But, but uh, it's just that their offense is just damn near shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just awful. And the 49ers are just as bad. I do hear, I did, I'd have to look, I forget who it was they acquired. The 49ers did sign a quarterback today, though. They did because they are traded for one, because this is the trade deadline right now going on right now okay. this week. And I believe they picked up somebody, um, God, I can't remember. Somebody I hadn't heard of, though. I think it's Jimmy something. But that doesn't mean anything else. I didn't hear right. Tom Brady until he came out and started playing. So, but who knows? Uh, but they're hurting too. They're just as bad. But uh, the Astros—they're up three to two. Hmm. Tomorrow night, that could be the deciding game in the World Series, and this has been one hell of a fucking World Series. Yeah. I mean, last night went to the tenth inning. Wow. I mean, it's been one hell of a World Series. And I wouldn't be surprised for the Dodgers to win tomorrow night and it go all the way seven. I said when this series started, I said there's a good damn chance this, this series could go seven games. Yeah. Because there's no offense to the Cleveland Indians. They had a good stretch with them wins in a row. They did in August to September. That's awesome. Great record to have. Probably never be seen again, especially in my day. But when it comes down to the two teams that needed to be in the World Series, you're looking at them right now. 
the Houston Astros is the best fucking team in the American League, and I'll say the same thing about the Dodgers in the National League. They were the two best teams that needed to play in the World Series, and they have proven it on this stage right here. Right. They are some badass. And like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised for it to go all seven and come down to the final one. They're that good. Uh, Ohio State beat Penn State this weekend. Yep. And while I'm not a huge fan of Ohio State, I'm not against them, but I'm not from here, so I'm not. I'm usually going to pull for the SEC. Since the Ohio State beat the SEC, the beat the uh, Penn State, I want to give them a big thank you because Georgia won and that bumped them up to number two in the rankings. <laughs> cool. And but Ohio State went to number three hmm. in the rankings, and Wisconsin is number four. But I don't put a lot of stock in Wisconsin, and I'll tell you why. They're eight and zero. I'll give them credit that they got eight and zero. They got eight wins in any game. You know, any team can win on any given day or lose on any given day. That's true. But they have not played a team worth the shit ranked yet. Right. They don't play anybody really what you call worth the shit till November the eighteenth. I think it is. They play Michigan. Then we'll see what happens. Because that's, I mean, just honest, my opinion. I mean, they could end up being that good, but I don't think they're a top-four caliber team. But what worries me is, like I've always said, where Georgia and Alabama and teams like that in the SEC get ripped off, man, is the SEC has a conference championship. Okay. So Georgia and Alabama are probably going to have to play each other. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins is going to be at the top, and whoever loses is going to be knocked the hell out. Okay. Big Ten, they don't have a Big Ten championship. Whoever's at the top is the winner of the conference, and that's it. There's right. no conference championship. So it kind of screws the SEC type teams because they have to have a conference championship in order to, and, and that counts against them for the playoffs. Right. Just, just saying. Well, that's all I got. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back Monday, uh, Thursday night at 11. That's our new Thursday night time. Okay. But, uh, and Billy will have the show for us. And yep. Other, other than that, I guess that's it. You got anything? I'm good, man. All right, y'all. Have a good next few days. Holler at you then. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you think you can solve any problem by turning your computer off and on. Hey, man, is something wrong with your laptop? Nah, I just need to turn it off and on. It's no problem. It's smoking. Yeah, that just means it needs to reboot. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. And now it's on fire. Happens all the time. It's all good. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Introducing my new $4.99 spicy chicken strips combo. 100% all white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax, limited time only, price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.